Hey guys, welcome back to One Hit Wanderer. My name's Evan, and today I've got another guest with me. It's my dear friend, Mr. Noah Johnson. What's up, guys? So today we are going to talk about Elevate by St. Lucia. Uh, it's a track that Noah actually introduced me to way back in the day. So take a second, find it, listen to it, um, and then come on back, or we're going to talk to you about it. Let's go. All right, guys. So like I said, uh, today's episode, I have a special guest with me, um, my sweet mate from freshman year of college, Mr. Noah Johnson. Noah, how you doing? I'm doing man. <laughs> doing fantastic, I'm aren't doing you? doing fantastic. Good, good. I glad. We also have Chrisandra, Noah's wife, in the, in the studio audience tonight. So she's going to have to contribute in some way, I'm sure, at some point. Um, so Noah, where, where do you hail from? I am originally from North Manchester, Indiana, no- so way up north. North Manchester. Yeah. What's What's North Manchester famous for, other than uh, you guys? Manchester University and Mr. Dave's Tenderloins. Mr. Dave's Tenderloins? Yeah. Have you, but, have you brought tribute? Have I what? Have you brought Mr. Dave's Tenderloins as tribute? I have not. Okay. I don't know. Well. It's gone under new ownership a couple of times since oh. the last time I ate it. I don't know that you want to eat that tenderloin anymore. Oh, well. Jeez, <laughs> not that this is a broadcast or anything. Jeez, just Mr. lost a Dave's sponsor. Um, this episode is not brought to you by Dave's Tenderloins anymore. Um, sweet. So um, I feel like we should do a little bit of background here because Noah and I have been friends for four years, four five years. years? Almost five We're now. being told five now, yeah. five years. And we met on moving day freshman year, yeah. right? Yeah. So, what do you remember from that day? Uh, I remember walking into the suite across our mind thinking, all right, who is Evan Van Kuren and who is Pacer Neisler? Mm, and Pacer. Pacer is a whole other episode that we could do. <laughs> uh, but I remember meeting you and your parents and being like, seems like a pretty cool guy. Seems okay. Like, he's got some Star Wars memorabilia that he's about oh, to yeah. put up on his wall. This oh, looks yeah. good. And then I think later that night, we actually had an event where we all, like, talked to each other and got to know one another. And uh, I was like, holy crap, this kid's just like me. <laughs> yeah, I, I, we very much twinned um, pretty much right away. It was kind of weird. Yeah. But um, we got along really well all of a sudden. I remember, so this is just the only, not going to be the only tangent of the night, but I <laughs> distinctly remember my favorite memory from college, from freshman year, um, was Noah and I, Noah got into watching really obscure shows on Netflix. And one of the shows that he watched was, um, what was it called? Was it Shipping Wars? Shipping Wars. It wasn't Storage Wars, it was no, Shipping, Wars. Shipping Wars. And this guy had decided to, he had bid and however the process worked, he got, um, he had to ship uh, like the clear uh, Cinderella's pumpkin chariot right, right. and he had shipped it in this really stupid trailer and like it was just a cluster and they were trying to unload it out of the trailer and this guy goes up to lift they all go into the trailer to lift it and as the guy's lifting they have the camera on this guy and all of a sudden you hear a pop and his back just goes straight and it's his back giving out and Noah and I he watched it just kept rewinding it and watching it. We watched it like four times. I had it on my phone for the longest time. Yeah. And it was just, it was so bad. It was so bad. I wasted a lot of my life watching obscure Netflix shows. Really? Wa- and also only watching that clip. I feel like we watched that yeah, clip a lot more really often than we probably should have. But enough about us. We're going to talk about this song specifically. 
Um, so Elevate by St. Lucia. Noah, this was your pick. Tell me a little bit about why you picked this song. Uh, so this was probably, I think, the first song uh, that I heard that was like from the indie alternative, I guess, like mm-hmm. genre of music. Um, before that I had like just listened, I actually really didn't have like good musical taste before that. I think I listened to a lot of like what my parents listened to. Mm. So in my dad's case, a ton of Prince and in my mom's case, like top 40 and Mm. just, that was what I rolled with. And then, uh, she was my girlfriend at the time, but she's my wife now. Uh, we had both gone to, uh, Germany that summer before and, I think uh, we had come back and we're just like loving the summer life and everything like that. And she kind of said to me, hey, I think you'd really enjoy this song. You should listen to it. And actually, uh, the first time that I heard this song was after I had just bought a 1995 Jeep Cherokee, bright red. Oh, yeah. And uh, she had told me just before I bought it, you should listen to this song. So it was the first song I ever listened to in that car. Didn't she also tell you not to buy the Jeep? Yeah. Okay. Which okay. that was, that was wisdom. <laughs> like that was the first time I think she ever dropped that much wisdom on me too. Yeah. And uh, yeah, she was totally right. That Jeep was a money pit. I've I think never, I like I've never later. seen the Jeep. No. I've known you for four years and I've never seen the Jeep. No, I think there's like two pictures of it in existence. Dang. Yeah. Dang. But that was the first time you heard the song. That was the was first in time I heard Jeep. the song. Was in that Jeep. Yeah, with okay. the windows down. You know, like. I have semi-long curly hair. Mm-hmm. It gets really crazy sometimes, and it's just kind of blowing, you know? And I gotcha, I gotcha. <laughs> Crusader's like holding, <laughs> like silently laughing because she doesn't want to mess anything up, oh. but it's okay. You can laugh. Yeah. I'm sure everybody listening to this is either laughing or done listening to this at this point, so. <laughs> <laughs> um, that's super cool. Yeah. So, obviously, this song has, uh, it, really this band, because I, you introduced me to this band. Right. That was probably, I think that was freshman year. Um, so obviously like, and, and when I was thinking about bringing you on the show, I was like, oh, he's going to pick St. Lucia. Like we're going to talk about St. Lucia for sure. I didn't know which one, but I kind of guessed. Um, and so it's interesting that like that is happening. Um, what, so obviously like when you first heard the song, it meant something because you were trying, you probably were trying to connect with Cassandra a little bit. I have, I have the same feeling with hunger and thirst by typhoon Yeah, where like I was using, I wasn't using that song, but like I listened to that song and I tried to be familiar with that band because I wanted to be able to connect and converse with Olivia. So like for me, hunger and thirst first meant it was an indoor to talk to Olivia. Right. What, what for elevate, did you have a similar feeling with it? Did you, um, like, what did it mean to you when you first heard it? Like, what was your vibe with it? Yeah, I think you pretty much hit it on the head. I think that's the same thing a little bit, at least of what I was going through, trying to come up with ways to talk to Chris more about music. And mm. she had definitely hit that. I think like she started listening to Imagine Dragons in like seventh grade when they weren't Imagine Dragons yet. So like oh, yeah. she had this like very refined taste in music. Oh man! And I I just really respected it. So I was like, you know what? I got to get on this level too. I got to yeah. up my my music listening game. Yeah. So I tried to kind of. I think another thing too with Saint Lucia was, I feel like everybody has that band that's like their band, you mm-hmm. know, mm-hmm. and you just like follow that band even if they put out like the worst album in the world, you're like, this is gold. This is absolute yeah. gold. Yeah. And not to say that St. Lucia stuff is bad because I, I do genuinely like 
mm-hmm. pretty much every song they've put out. But that's kind of like was the first band that I ever felt like. Yeah, I relate to I this that. band in some way. I get that for sure. I, I, whenever I hear Saint Lucia, I think of you. Yeah. So like that. I mean, obviously, that's kind of how that goes. Um, that's super cool. Do you think? So this is their this is their first studio album. Yep. Uh, it was released in 2013. So that was our junior year of high school. Um, obviously the meaning of this song has changed now to like when you listen to it now, especially with their uh, having done two other albums before this. You've seen them live at least twice now. At least twice yep. since the first time you've heard this. How has this song changed meaning for you? So obviously you're married mm-hmm. to Cassandra, so it worked in right. its first iteration <laughs> in your life, it worked. But how about like now when you listen to it, like when we were listening to it before we record, started recording this show, how much, what has shifted for you about this song, if anything? Yeah, I think, so back then it was definitely more of like a summer anthem type mm. song, mm-hmm. you know, and you'd put it on repeat and you just listen to it and every time it comes on, you shake your head, you, mm. you, know, you bounce your, stomp your foot or whatever. And I think now it still has that feeling. It, it always makes me feel like, and maybe this is because of the album artwork. I would encourage if you're listening to it, look at the album artwork because it kind of makes you feel like you're in a jungle or like you're outside. So I think now this song kind of does bring me back to like being outside. I don't know if that was the intent mm-hmm. of the artist was with that album cover was to make you feel like you're, I don't know, in a jungle setting or whatever. Mm-hmm. I don't necessarily feel like I'm in a jungle, but... I do kind of feel like I'm outside, like the sun's shining, and it's yeah. it's just a good, feel-good song, I think. Yeah. I get the vibe with every really every track in this album because they didn't really have anything that was super slow until they came out with their second album with Matter yeah. and Love Somebody. Yeah. Um, all of their stuff is very, very just kind of boppy. Like, um, a lot of like that 80s synthesizer sound. Yeah, yeah, yeah. They it. they do a good match. It's that indie alternative. They do a good mesh of like the modern sound with yeah. with the classic synth and and it doesn't seem like they have a set band. It's I think it sounds like every track it kind of sounds like they're playing something different in yeah. terms of like their instrumentation. Like you're always going to have a the drums are a, a mainstay excuse me, of all of their stuff. Mm-hmm. Um, but especially with when, the, or especially with Elevate, you, you said it. Like, the, uh, for me, when I, I think about summer, like, this is mm-hmm. a great summertime mm-hmm. song. Um, and it's interesting that you bring up the artwork and, like, thinking, kind of thinking in my head as much as I can through the whole album itself, you're, all of those songs are very upbeat and very summery. Yeah. yeah. Um, and so it's, it's cool to think that, like you guys, when you first were exposed to this by Cassandra, it was summertime, and that has kind of stuck with you. That's really cool. Um, it definitely makes me happy every time I listen to it too. Yeah. And I think um, I don't know if you experience this, but it almost makes me feel happy when I'm happy, and it makes me feel happy when I'm sad. But it doesn't make me forget. You know what I mean? Like it's a, it's a. There's a bright, like there's a shining edge. It's not a no more darkness kind of thing. You know what I mean? Yeah. I, it has an edge to it. Mm-hmm. I think that I don't, it, for me, it always does bring me out of like a, if I'm in a mood or something like that, or if I just mm-hmm. hit the shuffle and I'm like busy on something, whenever this song kind of comes on, it does like catch your ear a little bit and you're like, Oh, Hey, yeah. You know, yeah. I feel like, like a, a listen. I feel that way with a lot of their stuff too. Yeah. 
Like, and this is a great, I don't know if you guys can hear it or not, but Noah loves this band. I have grown <laughs> to love this band. Uh, I highly recommend checking all their stuff out. Hopefully by now you've stopped listening to this podcast enough to listen to this <laughs> song before we start talking yeah, about it. Give it a listen. Because it's worth it. It definitely is a good one. Um, like we've said, uh, the entire album is pretty much upbeat tempo. It fits into that indie alternative genre. Um, all of the tracks for the most part are pretty random. Like there isn't any, there isn't a story being told like from beginning to end. None of the songs really connect. There are, there are like themes that you can catch and there are like ideas and, and even like repeated lines in different songs, but it's never like a, like there's something deeper here. Mm -hmm. Um, at least from what I'm, if I'm completely wrong, tell me. I, I've never come across anything like that. Okay. I got you. (laughs) That's exactly how you butter up the host. Yeah. (laughs) Um, the song specifically, it's the third on the album. It's about five minutes long. It doesn't seem like it's five minutes long. Yeah. Does it? The, the, there are a couple instrumentals towards the end. Okay. And I think that's what, another thing that I appreciate about St. Lucia too, mm-hmm. is that they they do throw a healthy amount of instrumentals in their songs or mm-hmm. you know, just like those synth riffs that, that just kind of go on and kind of vibe in and mm. help create that mood. And... Yeah, Elevate doesn't seem like a five-minute song, but towards the end, they do kind of break it down a little bit. Yeah, yeah, for sure. Cool. So speaking of breaking it down, we're going to break it down. Um, So we're going to kind of talk through the song line by line, verse by verse. Smack me or let me know if you want to, if there's something like deeper there. Um, This really isn't that deep of a song, though, but it, it, the words, there are words that I hear that I'm like, this is, I'm vibing with that. Yeah. Um, so we'll just kind of go through it here. Um, so the beginning is that you mentioned the synth. It's the, the progression that is being played is just very, it starts upbeat. It just starts up top. Right. You know, and, uh, it kind of, the drums come in and when the drums come in, it feels like everybody kind of comes in except the vocals. Describe that moment to me in like five words or less. Or maybe even three words or less. Like, what's the emotion? What is the one word emotion that you feel at the very, like, right at that first drop? You know exactly what I'm talking about, where the cymbals kind of, they kind of smash, they kind of sizzle in and then crash. What would be like, is it like a, like, what's the emotion there? I don't even want to suggest it because I want to hear just raw. What does Noah Johnson think in that moment? It's, oh, man. It's almost like a little bit of excitement, right? Mm-hmm. I'm ready to hear the song. I'm ready to get to like the more meat and potatoes of the song. Mm-hmm. I think that it's probably the indie alternative equivalent of like a bass drop. Yeah, I would say definitely. I think this is the <laughs> this is the purest example of that. Yeah. yeah. So you know, in the way that like a bass drop gets you really excited to I just gotcha. like get into it. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. I yeah. I I agree. I was gonna go for like in like um, like satisfaction. Yeah. Because it fe- like it's such a short section where like the synth is kind of playing um that you're just like what's going to happen what's going to happen what's going to happen and then when that crash happens you're like yes like this is it um and i don't i don't know i mean like that you hit it on the head i can't (laughs) i don't think i can add anything to that um and then the vocals come in and, and what's the name of the lead singer jean paul groblin okay so i hope i'm pronouncing that right uh if we're not, sue us. If we're, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I'm kidding. Don't sue us, please. We don't have the budget for that. Yeah. Um, his voice is very, 
It's kind of, it's higher. He's a tenor, I would say. Um, is, is he falsetto? Like, do you think he's, he's not Adam Levining it. Oh man, Noah's got the hands up like he doesn't even know. Great. He's not really. Never at- taken a choir class yeah. in my life, so. Oh man. Oh you know. man. Oh man. Um, he's not really Adam Levining it. Um, and yes, I just made him a verb where he, he's not, it doesn't sound like he's straining himself to get that high. No. Um, not that Adam Levine strains himself to do that. He obviously has it nailed down that he can continually do that, but it's his voice. Like he just sounds that high when he's singing and I, I I enjoy it. I think it adds to the lightness. It definitely adds to the lightness of the song. Would you, you're nodding your head. Yeah, I I agree. So a small bit of background on the lead singer. So he grew up in a boys choir Mm. in South Africa. Oh, so he's been doing this for, I mean, in different ways and capacities, I'm sure his whole life, I mean, Mm. just singing and being part of bands and being a vocalist. And so I think you can tell that from the different like range that he has across the songs that they, they sing. I mean, he's got it. I think he's got a firm grasp on his voice. It doesn't seem to be like pushing or, you know, like pulling anything out. Yeah. His his vocal range is incredible. Um, He, in this song, especially, and we'll kind of get into it in the chorus a little bit. He definitely sends himself up there. Um, His voice is, is very cool. And it, it feeds a lot to, like I said, it feeds a lot to the overall, like that light tone and all in every song, even they've got a slower track called love somebody on their second album. That is their slowest song by far. Um, but his voice adds something to like, he doesn't sing any faster. He doesn't do anything that counteracts the instrumentation at all. He just brings light to like, his voice is so light that it just helps it kind of stay up, helps the song kind of stay positive. And it's really cool. Um, we haven't even talked about the first line yet. So he comes (laughs) in and he sings, um, I don't know how you do it, but somehow you always will be there. And there's nothing to it, but somehow you always understand. There's no way to wake up now. Too many times I saw you cry, and no one can make, no one can make up it. You wait for the sun to make the sky. So, right away, this is a love song. Yeah. Like this is pretty much a you light up. I mean, he says it. Um, you wait for the sun to make the sky. To I, I take that as, um, like this individual being the the audience so like obviously the singer is the narrator and then the audience is who's being sung to um i think he's saying that the audience is the one that like like is the sun like represents the sun kind of would you yes no yeah Yeah. Yeah. okay i completely agree with that okay um i think it's interesting I like how St. Lucia, how in, in this one, uh, what was his name? Jean-Paul Grobe. Jean. Jean-Paul. Jean-Paul. Jean. Jean, whatever. Okay. Jean-Paul. Uh, I love that he um, he kind of, he doesn't force the words to fit into the rhythm, but he like sings them. Like he sings, uh, and there's nothing. Like he just like, yeah. br- like nothing becomes a three syllable word. And it just is, he does that really well. It doesn't feel forced. Um, and he does that a few times in in this one. He does it a couple times in other tracks, I'm sure. Mm-hmm. Um, and it's it's really it's it adds to the fun, I think. You know, because you're trying to figure out like, does that really work that way? Um, 
And then we get to the chorus. Describe the chorus for us, if you will. Well, I mean, it it does it does this a little bit of like a shift into the chorus, you know, like a lot of songs do. Mm-hmm. And I just think that the chorus is just kind of well paced. It's well written. It seems to flow nicely with the rest of the song. Yeah. And when you dive into it, it's one of those choruses where you're like, I want to sing along with this. Like yeah, it's almost yeah, pulling yeah. the words out of your it mouth. It makes me it makes me feel like like um I can't think of an example other than like when you're dancing to the chicken dance, but I'm trying to think of like a more po- like a more <laughs> appropriate example for for two grown men talking about a song. Okay. Uh, but where like you're when you're doing the chicken dance, you're kind of like you're dancing and then they get to the part where you're like flying around. Mm-hmm. I feel like the chorus is the part of the song where you're flying around. Like you're like when they're singing the verses, it's um have you seen the video where the guy is on the ground and he kind of throws his parachute up in the air and the wind catches it and he kind of just runs off the cliff and jumps. It makes me like the verses are you're running like like you're running, you're kind of jumping off, you're kind of flying a little bit and then you're coming back down and the chorus is just the wind picking you up and taking you off. Yeah, I like that. Um cool. In that like <laughs> to me that like in, in like the the there are so I think it fills about the same amount of time the chorus compared to the verses and there's easily half the amount of words like and no one elevates you elevates you now and no one's going to take you going to take you there um if there's any deeper meaning in the song I would think it's going to be in that line no one's going to take you take you there I don't know where the there is, and I don't know who would take you there. Like, I don't know if that, like, there oh, is. No like, one's going to take you No there. one's going to take you there, so it doesn't really matter. Yeah. Maybe that's the whole point. So then verse two, let's just move on then if there's no point in the chorus. <laughs> um, similar instrumentation to the first verse. Um, All this time, never thought I would see you smile. Know that I, and I know that I see you now. But I know I can't walk in. This is this is a, one of my favorite parts of this song. When he, he comes in and he goes, but I know I can't walk in that quick. And then it's just like, this is one of those pops in his voice yeah, where he goes, right. he's like, never go back again. Yeah. Um, and no matter how, tonight I'll never go back, never go back again. This is like, I, I don't know. The, the verse definitely takes a turn there with that. Um I'm trying to think. I can't remember how the the instruments. It's. I'm pretty sure the verses are pretty similar. Like there, there aren't really changes to the second verse, are there? Not, not a whole lot. Um, I would say the second verse. It might be the same in the first verse. I'd have to listen a little bit more closely. But mm-hmm. you start to hear, um, Patty, her her voice come through. That's Jean's wife, who's also a member of the band, oh. and so her uh, her background vocals start to come through. And I, okay. I think that's yeah, another that's true. She does kind of shine right there. Yeah, signature of this band too is I. I just think their voices go together well. Yeah, they do a really good job between voices and instruments and everything. It all just fits really yeah, well. Right. Had to take a drink. Um, so then after the second verse, we get back into the chorus um, and no one elevates you, elevates you now. And no one's going to take you, take you there. Um, I highlighted the drums because the drums in the chorus, like I, like I said, I think with St. Lucia, the drums are the drums and anything giving rhythm are like definitely the center point. Mm-hmm. Like I think that's what kind of pulls me towards their 80s, like their 
early, like early late eighties, that electronic, that electronic rhythm based music, um, the drums and the bass line of the second chorus, because the bass line comes in and does that do 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 like that is the first time I think that that's not the first time in the song that you hear it, but it's really highlighted in the second mm-hmm. verse. Right. Um and or in the second chorus and they repeat the and no one's gonna elevate you, elevate you out, no one's gonna take you, take you there. Um just a the chorus, I, like I said, the chorus makes you feel like you're flying. I, like I, I think, like I like it's interesting that you talk about the jeep, like driving with the jeep, like that. I can imagine driving to this song, like down a county road, with the windows down in the summertime and just loving the air, right. like loving what you're getting. Um, and then there's this really cool drop, where we go into the synth. I think there's some electric in there. Um, and the, the drums are just kind of cymbling a little bit. Um, and it's really weirdly calm compared to the rest mm-hmm. of the song. Um, and then they start clapping. And the claps are so cool. And um, I kind of remember the first time you played this song for me and we listened to it. And I remember seeing you smile. Like you had this massive cheese smile when the claps came on. Because I was like, oh, I like that. And you were like, you just cheesed. I just seem to remember that. Um, and then the bridge comes in and it's the bridge is really background vocally, right? Yeah. Yeah. It's the, like, I don't even, I'd never known what they're saying until I looked at the lyrics. Yeah, it, it kind of does that. Like, I think it brings down his voice a little bit more, mm-hmm. pushes Patty's more to the front, I'd say, and, and maybe adds in some of the other guys too. Yeah. It just almost feels like a, a chant yeah it's it's like i've never seen them live but i would imagine that that this part of the song is like when everybody stops playing their instruments and just starts screaming the words yeah um and they're singing like i said i didn't know the lyrics until i looked at it you know that i want to get away and i cannot wait for another day you know i want to elevate time to pick it up and celebrate so right like there's like where we're like we're gonna sell it like this is us celebrating this is us picking it up and going no matter what um and kind of here is where uh, time to pick it up and celebrate. I think with that line in mind, you look back at the chorus and it's like, no one is going to elevate you. You have to elevate you. No one is going to take you there. You have to take yourself there. And that there is the celebration or the accomplishment or whatever. Um, they repeat that, you know, you, or, you know that I want to get away and I cannot wait for another day. This is really the rhythm's really cool right here because they the the words fit really well. We're both kind of bobbing mm-hmm. with it. It's like, um, you know, you want to get away, and I cannot wait. My favorite day. part about this mm-hmm. this portion is you start to get these little like, dun dun dun, dun of like a. It's trump. It's trump. Trump, it's, it's brass. Yeah. Yeah. It's Some air. Kind of Some brass horn. And it, and it does like I don't know if you ever hear a brass instrument with a song where you're like hmm. I'm not expecting any kind of but it brass works. instrument, yeah. but it does kind of like lift your spirits a little yeah, bit. Yeah, yeah. It, it definitely, if if we're going to stick to the flying analogy for a second, yeah. this is, might be the part where you're kind of like diving a little bit. Yeah. And you're still kind of, you're, you're falling with style at this point. You're kind mm-hmm. of um, like, and you're just kind of like, um, you know that I want to get away and I cannot wait. And you're like, oh, okay, the song's kind of ending. Yeah. And then, 
And then John Paul comes back in with, and no one. Yeah. And like the whole band comes back in. The yeah. synth is bla- like everything's blaring. And it is that like I'm not even listening to it. And it's putting a smile on my face. Like that is such a cool part of the song. Yeah. Do you, if you had to pick, um, oh, and so they go back through the chorus. Um, hold on to, they sing, hold on to your heart. Yeah. So like, hold on to what's important, I would say there. Um, it just is like a fun little thing. It's not really that big. They go through the bridge. Jean-Paul comes in with hold on to your heart. They go through the bridge again. The instrumentation kind of slowly works its way out. Mm-hmm. Um, like there, it's full band and then it's kind of half. And then at the end, it's maybe drums and synth. And then eventually it's only cymbals and a little bit of synth. And then by the end of it, it ends with um, time to pick it up and celebrate, and it's hold on to your heart, and then it's over. Yeah. And it just ends. It does. Like, just, just like that. End. Yeah. Um, and to stick with the flying analogy, that's just you kind of like, whoop, like we're done. Coming in for approach and done. Um, if you had to pick. Well, they go back, so they go back to that chant. The oh, yeah, that's right, because it's just vocals, right? but it's everybody's vocals. Yeah, yeah. so then w- instead of ending on Hold On To Your Heart, it, it's ending on that, um, you know that we want to say... Oh, that's right. And that's, oh, that's ends. right, it's not your heart, it's it's just the wah. Uh, yeah, yeah. yeah. You're right. I apologize my for my poor singing on your podcast. No, you're good. But, my singing uh, is horrible on every episode, so it's all good. <laughs> But uh, stupid copyright I, laws. I do kind of like. <laughs> I do wish that people could listen to what we're <laughs> like while about we're right talking now. about it. It'd be yeah. great. Uh, but I I do kind of like that abrupt ending mm. in a way. Um, but you also it does leave you like no come on I want that song I want yeah. more of that song right yeah yeah I agree I I and I think it it fits really well because the rest of their stuff there is no overarching story right but all of their stuff sounds really good together. Yeah. Even the new, the, the matter. So there's a newer album. I was going to say newest album, but there's a newer album than those two that I had no idea existed. So I'm a horrible fan. Hyperion. Hyperion. Yeah. Yeah. Apparently came out in 2018. I had absolutely no idea, (laughs) but that's okay. Um, Noah's my St. Lucia guy and he didn't tell me. So I blame him. Uh, I'll take, I'll take that one. Yeah. 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 You should. But, uh, like, this is the, like, it ends and you're like, wow, that's over. But then it goes right into the next track. The next one is, uh, sugar, I should have written it down. The next one is, oh, Jean-Philippe wrote this one. He produced it. Um, Wait for Love, which, if I remember that one, I can't believe what I saw yesterday. Too many people trying to walk away. This is, this is again, like, so Wait for Love is kind of him showing off that high voice again, okay. right? So it yeah, starts off right. very high with him saying, I can't believe what I saw yesterday. <laughs> I'm not going to go it. that high. He almost did it. Um, we almost had him. And, and again, that's that's kind of like, a, a, almost like another love love song. Yeah. Uh, obviously, Wait for Love is, is what it is. But I would say, since you're talking about maybe some other songs now in, mm-hmm. in the album... This is genuinely an album that well, I'll walk over to my record player, I'll put this on, and mm-hmm. I won't worry about it. Yeah. Because... It's a good LP. It is a good mm-hmm. one to just listen to. And I think that it has good continuity between the tracks. You're not like up and then down and then up and then down. 
It's something that you can put on when you're in the mood to hear it, and every song is going to scratch that itch. Yeah. Whereas other albums, I think if you sometimes you're listening to them, you're only looking for that one song here, one song there. That's why we have iTunes now, so mm-hmm. we can listen to that one song here, one song there. But this, to me, is genuinely an album. I'll yeah. typically seek out more than one song on it at a time. But seek out Elevate first, right? Most of the time, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> it, set, it does. It gets you into it. Yeah, it, yeah, yeah. It, it really does put you in the mood to listen to St. Lucia. I feel like if they put it... I think it's a good third track because if they put it first, you'd have really high expectations and you'd become... All you'd be doing is coming down, I feel like. Um, whereas with it being third and, and with your LP comment as well, it... it I don't... I don't it, it carries... It gets like the other the so the other two tracks are um, when the night is on there right yeah the night comes again the way you remember me and then elevate so those two songs kind of build up and then elevate is just kind of like we're gonna take flight yeah. and we're gonna have some fun um, and we're talking about the whole album right now but like you you this song I think encapsulates Saint Lucia mm-hmm. I think that's it's a good pick for sure to talk about because. I think if you listen to this song, you get what they're about in a broad stroke. And if you listen to their other stuff, you get just the little details here and there. Yeah. Am, I, am I fair? Yeah. So much fun talking to you about this song. I'm so glad you picked it. I'm so glad that you're here. Do you have any closing remarks on Elevate by St. Lucia? Like what? what is one thing that you hope people can take away when they listen to the song, listen to us talk about it, maybe listen to it again, never listen to it. Like, what what would be the one thing that you would take away from this song? I think this is a good song, again, I think to listen to during the summer when you're looking for just like maybe a potential summer anthem or a song to help you just mm-hmm. feel good. Um, I think St. Lucia as a whole, the band though, this is one of those bands where actually just a few days ago they announced that they're playing a small acoustic gig here mm. in Indianapolis. Mm-hmm. I'm super excited. I'm about to buy tickets today. Yep. <laughs> um, and this is one of those bands that you can just fall in love with. I gotcha. Like when you're looking forward to their next album release, or just a band that you want to root for like yeah. to continue to make music. Yeah. So I think if you're listening to this and you need one of those bands to fall in love with, Go fall in love with St. Lucia. Very cool. Well, wise words from the guest, and that is all the time we have for today. We both appreciate you guys checking us out. Noah was here um, with me for the the first beginning of One Hit Wanderer back in April, and then it died, and yep. now we're back. And so I had I we had to get together and get on an episode. So I'm very much appreciative that you came and did this with me, man. Um, I hope you guys enjoyed our conversation uh if you're wherever you're listening to us please leave a review if you're listening on itunes uh, rate us and review us uh follow us on instagram at one hit pod the i and the o are one and zero and uh as always i appreciate you guys joining me and i look forward to hearing from you guys real soon talk to you later have a good one